0: Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. I'm excited to announce that we just launched my new book, The Fasting Transformation a functional guide to burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. If you've been listening to this podcast for any period of time, you know that I'm a huge advocate of fasting. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting helps balance your blood sugar and improve your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in the body, how it optimizes your hormones turns on fat burning, and activates stem cells for deep cellular healing. Guys, I go through how fasting, I go through all the best science and research on intermittent and extended fasting and how to utilize it to help prevent or even heal from cancer, autoimmune conditions, digestive disorders, and neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Guys, the book goes over all the various research and practical applications for daily intermittent fasting, partial fasting, and extended fasting. This book is designed to help inspire and empower you to embrace a fasting lifestyle while also enjoying tasty and healthy foods at the right time to improve your metabolic flexibility and energy efficiency so you can burn fat for fuel and have all day energy. You are going to love this book. So check it out. You can get it on amazon.com. We also have a website, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. That's drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. You can learn more about it. And of course, you can pick the book up on Amazon. You're going to love it. Thanks so much, guys. So this podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos about pollen allergies. You know, in the springtime, pollen levels are high. And there are so many people that have adverse immune reactions to the pollen. This is not normal. And pollen allergies are actually a symptom of an underlying condition going on in the body that's increasing inflammation. And so in this podcast, I'm gonna actually go through the root causes of pollen allergies. I'm also going to give you natural support strategies you can take to help improve your immune system. And guys, if you have not taken the time to leave us a five star review, now would be a great time to do that. When you leave a review, it's really simple, just scroll to the bottom, hit the five star, you can even type in something. I mean, that's just really nice of you. And it also helps us reach more people and impact more lives when you do that. And also go ahead and subscribe to our channel. If you're enjoying these trainings, when you subscribe, you'll get notified whenever I put up a new podcast so you never miss one of these in-depth discussions. Thanks so much for doing that. I appreciate you being a part of our community and let's go into the podcast. Hey guys, today I'm talking about pollen allergies Symptoms and natural solutions so you can heal and not suffer this spring, fall, or, or in uh, you know any time of year because we know that allergies really can affect us at any time. And so, with pollen, we see the tree pollen typically this time of year in the spring, so March, April, May. Okay. But then grasses kind of have their own pollen that's released in the summer. So a lot of people will struggle with that. And then the weeds uh, later in the year. So that would be your fall time. So depending on when you're noticing seasonal allergies uh, is going to let you know basically if it's more tree-based pollen, grasses, or weeds. And so again, looking at this uh, tree pollen will make its way in the spring is when it's strongest, but then into the fall. Grass pollen, primarily just the summer, uh, and then weed pollen in the summer and the fall. So it starts kind of in the summer and then lasts through the fall. Now, if you're noticing all basically allergy-like symptoms all year long, it's probably something else going on, like outdoor mold, okay? So you may be exposed to mold in your garage or you know wherever it is that you're going outside, Obviously, indoor mold is a huge, huge issue in our society today. Definitely needs to be addressed. I've done a lot of other uh, videos and articles on that. Dust mites, pet dander, cockroaches, things that you're just being exposed to, um, whether you know it or not. You know, a lot of these things you can't see. So um, you may have some sort of sensitivity to those things. Now, here's what happens with pollen. So, pollen is released, of course, uh, by the plants, and then In our system, pollen is a foreign protein, and so our body tags it as an antigen, a potential threat, and releases certain antibodies. Those antibodies bind it and attach to mast cells, okay? And then the mast cells can activate the release of histamine. And for certain individuals, they don't degrade the histamine. This is like a normal natural response. Um, Pollen is a environmental stressor on our body. However, a normal healthy immune response should be able to handle that stressor without it, you know, making a huge difference in the way that we feel, you know, maybe a really strong, heavy pollen day, okay, like we do, we often have early in the spring. Um, You know, you may feel a little bit more fatigued, right? Maybe a sneeze or two, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't drive you crazy, okay? And then, you know, if it does, if it's if you're noticing tremendous amounts of symptoms, where it's really having a big impact on your quality of life, that is a sign you're not degrading the histamine effectively, okay? This is what we got to understand. It's kind of like a weather change, you know, when there's a big weather change, and it gets real cold, all of a sudden, you know, it's uncomfortable, right? But, you know, we still are able to go on with our lives, whereas for some people, they get sick, they get you know cold fever, flu, whatever it is, because their body struggles to adapt to it, and um, their immune system is compromised because of that well it 's kind of the same thing when we 're exposed to the pollen, so people that have issues with immune dysregulation are going to have more symptoms, and your your basic symptoms are going to be frequent sneezing, wheezing. Runny nose, itchy skin, mucus drainage, coughing, itchy throat, hives, sinus congestion, itchy watery eyes, stomach ache, fatigue, and irritability. Now, at the time that I'm doing this recording, uh, you were also, you know, dealing with COVID-19, and so a couple of the differences between allergies and COVID-19. In COVID-19, one of the main symptoms that people experience is um, a lot of times they lose their ability to taste and to, to have good smell, right? That's typically not the case with allergies. And also they have shortness of breath and that's typically not as big of an issue with allergies as well. Um, and they can also have a fever and you typically don't notice a fever with allergies as well, okay? So you typically don't notice those things, um, but you, know, you can ha- obviously have a lot of crossover symptoms the coughing, different things like that, uh, that can be taking place. Now, natural solutions, uh, you know, certainly starting with an anti-inflammatory diet. So basically just taking out gluten, in particular grains, can make a big difference. Um, you know, just taking something like that and dairy as well, right? Taking out dairy protein, those things can be big. Taking out corn, sugar, right? Reducing sugar consumption, uh, going more organic, getting rid of uh, GMO, foods, right? things with corn in them, for example, peanuts, um, soy, stuff like that, taking all of that out of the diet and just going on what we call an anti-inflammatory diet, really high in good quality vegetables, fruit, um, healthy meats, good fats like avocados, things like that, that would be the first step. Now, if you're not noticing changes there, you can do a low histamine diet trial, and I'll show you what that is in just a minute. Um, Hydration is really key. Hydration and salt act as a natural antihistamine. When we are dehydrated, we end up producing a lot more histamine because histamine helps triage uh, water into vital organs like the brain. So hydration is key for keeping your histamine levels under control. So is stress, right? Keeping stress under control is very important for this. Obviously, we want to prioritize good sleep. That's going to help with good immune coordination. Our gut health is key. If we have dysbiosis or an overgrowth of bad bacteria, um, yeast, parasites, different things like that, that's going to drive up inflammatory activity and histamine activity in our system. And that's oftentimes why a low histamine diet will work for some individuals because they have da- they have problems with their gut, Right. So they reduce the amount of histamine, but they also need to really work on improving their gut health and they can get better. Now, vitamin D, super key for immune regulation, for immune balance. Very important when it comes to allergies. Most people with allergies, uh, seasonal allergies, pollen allergies have low vitamin D. Some other great nutrients, quercetin and vitamin C can be really powerful, that combination. Glutathione, having enough glutathione in your system is very important. Uh, proteolytic enzymes like bromelain, different things like that uh, can be really good for breaking down circulating histamine and circulating mast cells in your system so you don't get the over excitation from the histamine. And then another great herb is stinging nettle. Stinging nettle is renowned for its ability to help improve seasonal allergies. So again balanced immune system this is really what it's all about we want good balance in our immune system if we don't have good balance right and we are we have a overreaction we end up with things like allergies eczema asthma right autoimmune issues if we're underreacting then we're more susceptible to developing infections okay and things like cancer long term so histamine If we are not degrading histamine, and there's an enzyme called DAO that plays a big role with that, and if we're ingesting certain substances that block DAO, or if we're eating too much food that has histamine, and we aren't producing enough DAO, then that's going to cause an an overreaction from histamine, right? And and more of a histamine intolerance-like reaction. And so here are foods to avoid if you're histamine intolerant. Again, you know, if you deal with pollen allergies, you may very well have histamine intolerance. Okay, and some other symptoms that people experience oftentimes are like hives on their skin or rashes. Um, some people will say that they're allergic to the sun. The sun, sun exposure will activate histamine as well. And so, some people that aren't able to break down histamine uh, will oftentimes have skin reactions when they're in the sun. So it's big. Now, histamine rich foods are going to be all healthy foods that normally I would highly recommend. However, if we need to lower histamine for a period of time, you want to avoid these. Okay. Alcohol, uh, fermented foods, vinegars, even apple cider vinegar, cured meats like bacon, salami, pepperoni, different things like that, soured foods. Um, so, fermented again, you know, sour cream, things like that, dried fruits real high in histamine. Most citrus fruits, so that would include things like lemons and lime, um, aged cheeses, nuts, a lot of nuts, walnuts, cashews, peanuts, chocolate. I should, you know, chocolate's on there, one of the histamine-releasing foods. Um, smoked fish, right? So that's another big one. Avocados, you know, one of my favorites, but avocados can be a big trigger here for some individuals, okay? Because um, not only are they histamine-rich, but they're histamine-releasing. Bananas. Uh, you know, I talked about nuts, papaya, pineapple, shellfish, strawberries, tomatoes, wheat germ. So all these things will cause a greater histamine reaction. So if we want to try a histamine, a low histamine trial, what we try is reducing our consumption of these, and maybe even doing our best to avoid all of these foods that are on this list, and do it for a week, and just see what you notice. Did you notice that your symptoms improved? If so, that means that You know, your body is not doing a great job breaking down histamines. So then if you add some of these back, just add them back in very small amounts. And some people notice certain foods trigger more than others, right? One person may may be fine with an avocado, but do really poorly with strawberries or cashews or something like that. So you got to have to see where you're at when it comes to how well your body's breaking down histamine and experiment with it. I think that's the key. Again, a lot of these foods are really healthy. They're they're nutrient-dense foods that would normally be a part of a healthy diet, but everybody's unique and individual. And if you're not metabolizing histamine well, you'd wanna do your best to reduce your exposure to these. um, Again, not long-term, short-term. So you can feel better, and then you can start to slowly reintroduce them and see what your tolerance point is. I just wanted to take a moment and tell you guys about Paleo Valley and their Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is a phenomenal product to help improve your digestion, your blood sugar stability and your energy levels. Most people are dealing with blood sugar imbalances and that can lead you to have a crash in the afternoon where you need a nap. It can also lead to unwanted weight gain, to inflammation affecting your joints, your skin, and all different parts of your body. Well, you know what? Apple cider vinegar is one of the best things for helping improve your blood sugar stability. You simply take it with meals, and it helps reduce the glycemic impact of the food that you're consuming. And that's gonna help your body to burn fat for fuel. It's gonna reduce overall levels of insulin. And insulin is your pro-inflammatory fat storage hormone. We wanna get insulin under control. You know what I love about the apple cider vinegar complex that Paleo Valley made is they have 1,000 milligrams of apple cider vinegar, which is equivalent to one and a half tablespoons. That is really the clinical dose to get the best results. On top of that, they combined it with 300 milligrams of turmeric, which is a powerful anti-inflammatory herb, 300 milligrams of ginger. These are warming herbs that support good digestion, good stomach acid production. They also help to reduce inflammation in the gut and throughout the body. And they have 150 milligrams of cinnamon, which is one of the best herbs for improving insulin sensitivity and blood sugar stability. And they added in 50 milligrams of lemon into the apple cider vinegar complex to support bile flow and pancreatic enzymes. So you can really optimize your digestion and your nutrient absorption. All these ingredients are organic. So you can rest assured you're getting the highest quality product. So if you want to check out the Apple Cider Vinegar Complex, go to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code JOCKERS to save 15% off today. Okay, meanwhile, we want to work on doing other things like optimizing our hydration. So drinking good water throughout the day is going to reduce the histamine overreaction. And I've seen for a lot of people, this make a huge difference. So drinking at least 8 to 16 ounces of water within the first 20 minutes of waking and trying to aim to drink you know, 24 to maybe even up to 32 ounces of water before eating anything. So practicing intermittent fasting, which I'll talk about here soon, uh, can be really helpful for down-regulating histamine response. And then drinking throughout the day, like roughly 4 ounces every 30 minutes or so, So that can be really powerful for just keeping your body super saturated and super hydrated. Taking a little bit of good salt, good sea salt or Redmond's real salt, Celtic sea salt, Himalayan sea salt, something like that, putting on your tongue uh, and then drinking water can actually be even more antihistamine, right? A natural antihistamine salt is and good hydration is. So easy things to do. Really doing your best to prioritize good sleep, It's going to help, again, it's going to help with your immune regulation, your immune balance. So here are all my top strategies, keeping your room cool. I like mine typically around 65 degrees with a fan moving air. I I sleep deeper and better. Uh, Keeping your room as dark as possible and wearing an eye mask. Getting a good eye mask to cover your eyes and keeping your room as dark as possible will, will allow you to release more melatonin to get a deeper, higher quality sleep. Avoiding caffeine within eight hours of sleeping. So if you're going to bed at 10, you wouldn't want to have caffeine after two. Don't eat within three hours of sleeping. So again, if you're going to bed at 10, finish eating by seven. Get sun exposure during the day. Sun exposure is powerful for your body. Unless you're, again, uh, breaking out in hives uh, when you get sun, which some people who are listening may. So unless that's the case, try to get some sunshine during the day Um, exercise. That's always important for good sleep and good immune system, but don't exercise late at night. Avoid bright light after sunset. So dim your lights. That's important. And then wind down at 9 p.m. Don't have goals that you're trying to accomplish after 9 p.m. That way your mind can start to really relax and chill out and prepare you for good sleep. Now, again, very important that we have the gut the gut system imbalance. You can see in the middle here, this is a, an intestinal cell lining and it's one cell wall and it's very easy for things to cross through there and that's important for us to absorb nutrients, but we also have to remember that it's easy for bacteria, yeast, different pathogens and their endotoxins to sip, slip through there as well and for there to be damage in the gut junction. So when we have good, healthy gut microbiome, we produce a lot of regulatory T cells, secretory IgA, really helps keep our immune system balanced and under control. When we have dysbiosis, bad bacterial balance or bad pathogens, uh, certain parasites, things like that, it's going to trigger more inflammation throughout our system, going to lead us to allergies, autoimmunity, different issues like that. So Again, the histamine issue may not be a long-term issue. It may just be because your gut needs more balancing, so we need to address that. Now, one great thing that you can do right away to start improving your gut is intermittent fasting. We know that intermittent fasting has a really, really positive effect on the intestinal mucus membrane you can see in the picture here on the right, the mucus is larger and strong. And that mucus membrane helps protect the intestinal lining from damage. And there's a certain type of bacteria that likes to live in there. It's called acromansia mucinophilia. And it's helping to eat the mucus. And that actually helps the body produce more and a stronger and a healthier mucus membrane. And so... When we have higher amounts of acromansia, which we know that intermittent fasting helps us with that, it's been shown to reduce metabolic diseases, allergies, uh, inflammatory conditions, different things like that, and helps our body produce more short-chain fatty acids, which have a systemic whole-body anti-inflammatory effect. So basically, we want to be intermittent fasting. It's so important for keeping this intestinal membrane intact, and reducing our risk of a lot of different disorders, including allergies. Okay, so different ways we can practice this, you start with a a simple fast, 12 hours. So if you finish dinner by seven, you don't eat till seven. Now, if you're doing the hydration strategy, like I talked about, that's going to easily because you're focusing on water, drinking 24 to 32 ounces of water before you eat anything, that's going to easily take you a, a little while, like at least an hour or so. And that will help Help reduce hunger, which will push out your fast to 14, maybe even 16 hours. Okay. And that's a really good sweet spot where we're able to get to like a 16 hour fast and doing that on at least a somewhat regular basis. Um, If you're able to push it out to an 18 hour fast, even better. Okay. And then I'm a huge fan of doing like a one day fast every week. Okay or you know, something like that I think is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing you can do to improve your health and to reduce allergies, reduce inflammation in your system. So you might do like a 14 to 16-hour fast on a daily basis, and then one day a week you go from dinner to dinner or lunch to lunch or something like that and do a fast. You can drink water, herbal tea, things like that. You can do black coffee um, but you, you fast from food, okay? And that will really make a big impact on your gut lining, okay? Now, other things we need, vitamin D. If you have allergies, again, most likely you're vitamin D deficient. Getting that vitamin D level optimized, okay? Taking something like 1,000 international units per 25 pounds of body weight, um, or roughly five to 10,000 international units for most people is going to play a big role with helping improve your immune sensitivity, your immune balance, and reduce your risk of allergies, as well as many other health conditions as well. Vitamin C. Vitamin C is a natural antihistamine, also good for adrenals and energy and a lot of other things, good healthy immune response. So taking vitamin C, very important, and then also having it in combination with bioflavonoids like quercetin and rutin. These are really powerful for down regulating the histamine response. Okay, we find these in nature, like for consuming, you know, uh, lemon or orange, even though citrus foods aren't good for people with histamine re- overreaction, it oftentimes has bioflavonoids as well as the vitamin C in combination. These things work well in combination. Now, if you have a histamine, intolerance, you may not be able to handle those citrus foods. So it's better to do supplementation to get a lot of these things. Now, quercetin, you also find in elderberries. Elderberries are a good source. Um, Red onions can be a good source as well. So glutathione, we also want to boost glutathione, which is our master antioxidant. Okay, really powerful for detoxifying the body, protecting all the cells, including the immune system. Okay. And so people with allergies, one supplement I like to use is super glutathione, which is an acetylated form of glutathione that basically slips through the digestive system. Most glutathione, most forms get broken down in the digestive system, but this slips through because it's attached to an acetyl group and um, it gets right into the cells where it's been proven to have uh, positive effects, right? On reducing damage to the DNA, on reducing overall oxidative stress, protecting the mito, uh, mitochondria, and improving our body's immune response. So it really helps sensitize the immune system. Stinging nettle, really great herb, stinging nettle that helps our body adapt better to pollen and other environmental stressors. Really, really good for that. And so I created a a supplement that has vitamin C, quercetin. It also has proteolytic enzymes, which break down circulating um, antibodies, and it'll break down excess amounts of histamine in it. And this supplement also has nettle in there. And it also has a precursor to glutathione and acetylcysteine to help boost up glutathione. This is really my go-to supplement for people with pollen allergies, seasonal allergies. It's called Allergy Defense. Works really great. You know, for prevention, you could take something like one capsule twice a day, like morning and night, morning when you get up, night before you go to bed. Uh, If you're symptomatic, you could take two to four capsules, two to three times a day to really give yourself a, a nice ramp up. And support your ability to break down the histamine. So, hopefully, this was helpful, guys. You know, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about the low histamine diet approach, we talked about hydration with good salts, great strategies you can get started with, really optimizing your sleep. Those are all strategies you start with without, you know, needing supplements or paying for anything. Okay, then beyond that, if you're still not seeing the results that you want, or if you want faster results, getting some of these supplements vitamin D, right, the allergy defense here, glutathione um, would be really advantageous and will help you overcome this these uh, pollen allergies much quicker and help you experience the seasons with more grace and, um, and just feel better. So I think that's important. So anyways, guys, uh, below the video, there is a link to a more detailed article with all the scientific references for this video. There's also links to the products and a special coupon code you can use if you want to pick any of these up so anyways guys we would love to hear your questions your comments if you haven't subscribed to our channel please do so thanks so much guys and be blessed everybody well that's all for this show and i want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life. You know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.